What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 37 of My Social Life. Before we jump into today's conversation with Shancy, there's a couple things that we need to go over first. Number one, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave a rating and a review. It really helps more people find the podcast and it helps to grow the community that we're developing here. And if you're one of those people that have recently found the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. Make sure you subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. And to everybody listening, please screenshot this, post it to your Instagram story, tag at my social pod, and I will feature you on the account and send you a message as well. Now, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Shancy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. And today I'm joined by Chantal Sarkeesian, and you may know her as Shancy on Instagram. She is a content creator, a digital strategist, an entrepreneur, and more. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited. So where I kind of want to start, I want to go back to Mode Exclusive. Did I get that right? Yes. Mode Exclusive is the OG. That's my blog. That's where kind of it all started. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want me to yeah, keep just going? Go on, yeah. Like, okay. So okay. Like, so I've always blogged for a long time. So it all started even before that. Um, I was I moved to Toronto. I moved to Ottawa from Toronto about 16 years ago, and it was part of me like discovering the city. I had like the O Valley, which was like me discovering Ottawa, and then uh, just different blogs, and it evolved. I did like a food blog. I did a mommy blog when I was on mat leave. I always just liked to write, and it was like part of me like sharing my stories. And I always feel like I have I'm gonna have amnesia when I grow up. So I'm like. I'll just write everything down, and then when I'm in the hospital or something, I can read all of my stuff <laughs> and remember who I was. Uh, that's why I love documenting everything. Mm-hmm. So finally, um, I had a beauty blog, and then I and I was like, you know what? People always ask me where I buy my clothes or all this stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe like fashion is a is a thing. I always loved fashion, but I never thought that I would be like a fashion blogger. Um, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to like share my secrets. That that's, that was the whole point was like, let me share my secrets of where I buy my clothes, how I get dressed. Cause people are always like, oh, you look great. And they don't consider me like a curvy girl and all this stuff. Cause I had like really good taste and good style. So started writing. Um, and then with the same, uh, at the same time I was like on a health journey, started working out, started eating better. Then I documented this weight loss journey, and then this is where everyone started to tune in because, like, everyone loves a good transformation. (laughs) So it was, like, fashion. It was talking about sort of, like, the psychology of losing weight and when you're a bigger girl, and then now you're, like, fitting into smaller clothes, and it's you're attached to this clothes that is, like, your security blanket because you know one day you're going to get back to that weight. And so it was, like, this little psychological game that I was, like, just documenting uh, people loved it and then I, I also share a lot of like local shops that I shop at whether it's consignment stores or just little boutiques um, and then it just kind of evolved from there like it went from a blog to uh, then Instagram was a thing I went from personal like it was my personal account I always had Shancy under my personal account um, but then it grew into I was like okay maybe this is like me like a persona so I was like all right so I'll just kind of transform this to support my blog because I already had a little following on on that account um and then you know when you jump into an industry at the right time then it's just you're riding the wave Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it's like present day five years later Instagram is a business a part of one like a part of a stream of my business um and yeah, now I'm doing Instagram stories and just like dabbling with new um, new pieces of Instagram, I'll call it. And then I was just talking to you earlier about how I'm trying to grow YouTube. And yeah, I, I love social media. I always have. It's what I do for, for I work in communications and marketing. So social media is part of that. And it's also kind of like my testing platform. Like I'll just play on my own channels and then I can take what I learn and just apply it to mm-hmm. to day, everyday uh, stuff for work. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back with the blog. Yeah. When you first started, where did you find it to be so open online? Because I feel like for a lot of people, that's a daunting thing to share so much. Like where was that within you? Were you like, I'm comfortable with sharing everything? I think I've, I've always just been like an oversharer. Just that's the person who I am. Like, you know, I'll, 
I always say like I wear my heart on my sleeves. I'm a very emotional person. I'll cry really easily in front of people. No big deal. <laughs> I'm like an open book. There's nothing, no secrets. So it was like a no-brainer to put it on on a blog. Mm-hmm. And did you see a lot of people coming in right away, or like it, I think you said it was during like your weight loss journey when you're t- blogging about that? Is when yeah. you started to see a lot of people coming in. Yeah. And. So how long were you blogging before like that all started to take off? So I think what contributed to that is that, um, so even fast forward, or back up a little bit more, uh, almost, I want to say six years ago, because my son is six. So when I went to work after I had him, I got laid off uh, two months later. So when you get laid off after mat leave, you don't get EI. And so it was like, you know, times are tough. So I was like, damn, I got to do something. Um, I was picking up random gigs, whatever, make, trying to make some money. I cleaned houses, um, everything. I also went to, I, I bet like 50 networking events in the city. I met everyone here. I was going to events called like Ladies Who Lunch. I met different groups of people. And then I started my own little um, marketing and communications company called GoToGirl. Still love that little brand, and it's not—it's not dead yet. It's just sleeping on the side. Um, but yeah, so I got to know so many people, and then I got a couple gigs, and then here I was like doing PR for people without realizing it was PR. Um, and it's almost like today we're back at full circle because I'm—I'm kind of like resurrecting this PR services that I'm doing now that just one-offs and that kind of thing. Um, but. All that to say, doing all these networking events, I already had like a crowd of people in my Facebook and LinkedIn or like on my social media channels. So you already have that audience. So for me to launch this blog, it was just, again, good timing because I had people listening and they knew me personally. So they were interested in, t- in what was happening with my life. So yeah, again, it was just like the stars were aligned. I think that's interesting that like the work you're doing offline was contributing, contributing to your success online. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, don't forget, don't forget that offline network and go to go to places, meet people. Um, that's where you get really good opportunities, or you get to meet the right person that can bring you along, or you know, you collaborate that kind of thing. People are really obsessed with the online world when they do online work, but there's also you know, don't forget about the people around you. Plus, it's good to connect with humans outside of your computer. (laughs) Do you have any other advice when it comes to blogging and ways you're able to get readership? Uh, SEO is, so, you know, you've got your social media past your your blog and then SEO is really important. Um, You know, giving the people what they want uh, and a balance of what you want to give them. Like it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, definitely SEO is the only way to be found online unless you're doing like heavy social media um, and then like email marketing that kind of thing but yeah I would say SEO which is like an ongoing learning thing (laughs) and so what did you build your uh, blog on like what web website so initially with all the other those little blogs that I was talking about was blogger that was like the platform of choice and then I started using WordPress and this was almost like six years ago my blog is about five six years old so even just like learning WordPress and then learning how to put the blog together and then um, then word, like le- recently WordPress just did an update. So I'm like, damn, I have to learn it again. So you're just constantly evolving. If you don't evolve with these platforms, you die. Like you, mm-hmm. it, the first blog post took me three hours, like the, when they did their update. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like I just normally it would take me an hour. It took me so long. But, you know, you do it once and you're like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. And then you keep going. Because, like, I'm not a web person. I just learn all this stuff. So you just have to keep updating yourself and get better and better. And so are you go. self-teaching most of that stuff? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or it's if I don't know how to do something, it's YouTube, like, how to plug in this widget on my WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's written about it somewhere. That's awesome. <laughs> Like kind of transitioning to your Instagram now. I think you're sitting at 13 and a half. Uh, 12.8. I just passed the point eight. Hey, that's awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So I was curious as to why, like when you made the switch to use it more so as like a personality as opposed to just a regular person, why you kept your username and you didn't switch it to the same name as the blog? So I own Mud Exclusive handle. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But like I was saying, because I was doing all these networking events and all these things, I had already a little bit of a following, like not much, maybe like three, four, five hundred. But at the time it was like a lot. So I was like, I don't want to lose this traction. And I was finding myself Instagramming before it was a thing. You know, it was terrible. The photos were crappy, (laughs) no captions, like nothing good as like what we have today. But uh, like when I look back, I'm like, oh, that was me like Instagramming. <laughs> yeah. No, I, went, I did the, the full long okay, scroll. I yeah. went all the way back Embarrassing. to the beginning. <laughs> lot, everyone's got those photos. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like my son when he was little and places we go. Like, I, yeah. Like the way it, when I look at it, I was like, that's a story. That's not a pose. <laughs> yeah. No, no kidding. Now there's a place where like all those like random like when I, I went to this one event and I, I think I have like nine posts it was like a fashion show or whatever and I was like that's a story those are not posts yeah but I mean I was before stories were ever a thing yeah right? exactly so. yeah and they were like all videos and I was like oh like one day they'll find these videos like yeah it's just funny and so you've talked about your son a couple times now I know some people like to keep their kids off of social media it's like what is your kind of stance on showing your kids online Well, sadly, I've already shown him online (laughs) too much to go back. Uh, As he grows older, he's a little bit more, uh, I don't know, shy or just more silly. Like if I'm like, okay, let's take a photo. He's like, no, or he's like a goof. Mm -hmm. Um, So I respect that. Like I'd never push him. Um, But because I do a lot of lifestyle or myself or about my health, my family, like inevitably he's going to be in there or I'll do like family photo shoots and he's involved um he really likes to be featured on the videos like when we go to hotels and they have like little sweets for him like he likes to (laughs) showcase the little sweet treat that he got so he's he's into it like he's really into doing the makeup with me like sometimes he'll sit down and just like face paint while I'm doing my makeup and stuff so it's I guess it's part of his life too because I'm always Mm -hmm. on or doing something so he's there uh but yeah I would never want to do it like if he doesn't want to I I don't want to push him yeah awesome and then so you talked about how back when you were first using instagram you had like three four five hundred followers yeah so what were some things that you did when you shifted from to using more like a personality like how'd your tactics change did you change what you're posting how you're posting and stuff like that yeah well what i learned is that i could use it as an extension of my blog and drive traffic to my blog i did like an instagram course um her name was like Dean Street Society. I think she was one of the first ones to release like Instagram courses. And then this is where we learned about like content strategy and mixing up the content and mixing the different types of photos and, you know, finding a grid and editing photos and giving yourself like, uh, like that look and feel or whatever. And even just finding a brand for yourself and that kind of thing. So it was doing that course was, was really eye opening. So I was like, okay, there's like an order to this or there's you have to make sense of all this you can't just post whatever you want and then as new features were coming out you kind of have to evolve and adapt and see what other people are doing and that kind of thing and do you still try to have that like look and feel the aesthetic of a page like I've gone in the complete opposite direction like I've stopped caring about it entirely yeah like it's something that I used to very cocked up beforehand I used to try to do it but I found myself caring less and less but is it something that you're still working on I mean okay so when it comes to stories I'm a little bit more organic real time this is what you get sometimes I'll have fun and decorate them or whatever so depends on how much time I have um but I've also upped my photography game like I have a new camera and I'm taking more photos like with a tripod or I'll put it down and timer that kind of thing and I'm also more interested in the editing like it's not because I want it to be cohesive but I'm just like it's fun to edit um so I do it for that and I kind of challenge myself like oh like can I edit this photo to to blend in with my feed and that kind of thing I'm not super obsessed but now I'm actually more obsessed with making sure that I'm not putting too much sponsored content, that I'm trickling like a little bit of beauty, a little bit of fashion, a little bit of Ottawa, a giveaway, you know, trying to give that variety. So I'm actually more focused on um, the content than the photo. But I, I am kind of striving for nicer photos, especially for the makeup. That's It's hard to take 
good photos of makeup in a natural way and that I don't have to edit my entire face um, or just finding poses for my face that are like relaxed where you can see the makeup and not like if my eyes are open you can't see anything anyways so not to bore you with <laughs> makeup talk but um, you know the like Instagram makeup game is like really high right now like women are like overly editing everything so it looks perfect but that's not my that's not my message. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'm struggling to to get those good shots so people can see the makeup. Yeah. So, how long would you say it goes? How much time goes into making like one Instagram post? Um, I mean, it can take. Lately, I'm finding like I need like a good I don't know thirty minutes to post something if I'm gonna be if I have to like draft the, um, you know the caption and then use the right hashtags and make sure I'm tagging everyone like sometimes I'll forget to tag the photographer and have to go back and tag them and um, I'm also doing it on the fly and that's not what I recommend to the mm-hmm. people that I because I, I, I teach an Instagram course and that's yeah. not what I recommend I just make that work because I have a crazy life and when you know what you're doing you don't have to kind of stick to the rules sadly mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can break the rules um, but yeah, like I, th- I feel like I'm like, okay, wow, like half an hour has gone by. Like, and if I'm editing the photo, I think I need like a good hour. I don't know if that's standard, yeah. but if you want to like get the whole thing and then you have to promote it, put it on stories, cause nobody's going to see it. <laughs> and then it. So when it comes to like having a schedule, is there like a time of day you think that's like prime time to post on Instagram? I feel like with the algorithm, it's kind of making things difficult, but is there a time you kind of try to aim for? Yeah, actually I was at a conference, um, yesterday actually Mm -hmm. and um they were saying that you know early morning um lunchtime because people are on their phones um and then like the three o'clock kind of lull like worked and then um like late at night after the chores are done like after dinner the kids are in bed kind of thing Mm -hmm. and everyone's like on their phone um and i i could i agree because i do a lot of stories and i can tell when the action is And especially, for example, um, I do good makeup morning on Instagram (laughs) where I show my makeup look. And even if it's like at 7 a.m. where I'm getting responses and comments and, oh, pretty, whatever. So I'm like, okay, they're on. It's 7 a.m. They should be getting getting ready to go to work, but they're obviously on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I don't usually post early morning. Like, there's no time. Like, if I need an hour, it's not happening because it's real life. Like, I need to put my makeup on. Go. (laughs) Get out of the house. Um, So, yeah. I don't... Sorry, I can't remember... Can't remember where it was we were just headed. A, it was just a time of day, but right. I think yeah. So so if I'm gonna post something, I'll wait till like after dinner. If it's a post Instagram mm-hmm. post, and then this way I can like sit down, take my time, do everything, and then post. Or like at lunch when I can just like step away from work, do it, and then kind of set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Although you need to give yourself that time to do the engagement, the first en- like the first yeah. couple engagements just to like keep the post alive because it can just die if you don't give yourself that engagement time. Absolutely, the algorithm likes it when they're, especially right away. When yeah, exactly. I think you have like a good five minutes or something and that's like, just get those hearts on there. <laughs> like start engaging. Mm-hmm. And then so how, what were some things that you did to grow the Instagram account? Because like you said, you're at 12.8 thousand now. Yeah. You were at 500. What were some things you did to get to this point? The biggest thing is like upping the photography game. Um, I used to, you know, put my phone down and do it and then plus terrible editing. Like when I look back at the photos, I'm like, good God, (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay. Cause I can look back and say, I've grown since Mm -hmm. you don't want it to be the same like five years ago. Um, so yeah, upping the photography game, also hiring photographers to do my photos instead of, um, me doing my own, um, strategic use of hashtags is a big one I still use like sometimes up to 30 sometimes I won't put anything because I'm just like I just want to talk right now I don't want to like it doesn't have to be strategic um but definitely capitalizing on your your hashtags will uh will get you seen and you can see it with your insights Mm -hmm. you'll be able to tell like the traffic um like I got a really good a good example is an endometriosis post that I did and I used a couple endometriosis uh hashtags and I got like 100, I don't know if it's views or traffic or what, but they came from those hashtags, and it's like a very niche thing, so. Can you explain what endometriosis is? Yeah, endometriosis, so every woman has 
an endometrial lining and that's what sheds when she gets her period mm. but endometriosis is when you have those cells outside of your uterus so it's like you're getting your period outside of your uterus around your organs um so when it like it'll like it'll cramp it'll shed it does the same thing as your as what it would do within your uh, uterus so it causes a lot of pain like you'll have cramping everywhere mm-hmm. um and then those like the shedding will create lesions or like kind of like spider webs around your organs uh, so things get like jammed up and um, mine was at uh, I had stage four which is like when the, when you get really big cysts on your ovaries so I had to have those removed and it's just it's been like a crazy journey um, and every time I talk about it on Instagram actually lots of women like either are like oh my god I think I have this or they um, they're like thank you for talking about it nobody talks about it mm-hmm. that kind of thing so, yeah, I'm like a little champion for my cause on Instagram. Because <laughs> that just ties back to being comfortable sharing stuff like that online that a lot of people wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I shared my when I was going through like infertility problems because of the endo, mm-hmm. um, the pain that I was in when I had my cysts, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Like right now I'm like dealing with back pain and I need to strengthen my core and I just feel like my entire core is just given up (laughs) so it's time to focus on that um and it's also like when you're doing this this is your real life but it's also a business so I'm like okay I need to like take care of myself my health so that I can keep doing this Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's like nice content to share with my people who like care about me and that sort of thing and so on like as you're becoming like a public figure here you are a public figure do you remember the first time that someone ever recognized you in public Yes, her name is Erica Fox. She's also a <laughs> blogger. <laughs> it was at the, I always hound her about this because we're friends now, but it's like our inside joke. Um, she, we were at the wine and food show, and she's like Shancy, and I was like, oh wow, like a cute girl, like knows who I am. Like she's not, <laughs> you know, she has style. And whenever I was like, oh cool, my follower, my followers are way cooler than me, which is what I discovered. Um, <laughs> I'm like, they have way better sense of style than I do. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're friends now, but uh, yeah, I get like little waves. Actually, people driving on the street, if I'm walking, sometimes I'll get waves or like little winks at the grocery store. Um, I've had people like come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, Nancy, can I give you a hug? I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, just like events or whatever. I love it. It's it's so good. It, like, it's very validating because you're like, okay, like this is a thing and people are real and they exist and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great feeling. It must be totally, like it's never happened to me, so I don't really know. Yeah. But it must be like a completely different thing when... You're like that's like an actual person that follows me on Instagram. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, Just- yeah. And actually, at first, I was almost like uncomfortable because I was like, not in a sense like I didn't want to meet them, but I was like, okay, like do I have to like talk to them or be like, I don't want to say something like, how long have you been following me? Mm-hmm. Or you know, like I I was kind of like I need a little script of being like, hey, I'm Chantal, or you know, just nice to meet you and whatever just kind of carry on and give them a good experience like the same experience that I would give them online and just be myself and so they can like walk away and be like oh cool I met her and she was nice and it wasn't awkward or whatever yeah that's awesome (laughs) and you've talked about Instagram is not it's like a business it's not just for fun yeah well if you if you want to be an influencer and if you want to do this for a living then you have to find proper ways to monetize um I mean we get offered so many things for free, like in exchange or, you know, uh, promote like um, in exchange for promotion or like a discount on something or that kind of thing. And those are great perks, but, you know, they don't pay the bills. Um, there's also a balance between is it something I want versus like, is it something that you're asking me to do? And I could really live without this. But so it's you're kind of like balancing everything all the time and seeing if it's worth your time. And I wanted to ask you what your definition of the word influencer is because I feel like there's like a negative stigma around the word. Yeah, but I'm not I, crazy about it. I still I just use it because it's like the most widely accepted It's an term. industry term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I know I always tell people that too like actually when I hear the word influencer, I feel like someone's holding like a pendulum and it's like <laughs> I'm hypnotizing you. <laughs> yeah. Um but Yeah, like the word influencer, like I tell people, if you're looking at it through like an SEO lens, well, that's the word that people know. That's the people word that people use. 
I often use the example of like coach. So some people don't like the word coach, like I'm a lifestyle coach or that kind of thing. Um, and it's again, industry term. So, you know, what can you do mm-hmm. until we change it? I know people are using the word content creator, which is fine. I just find the content creator doesn't carry the, um, the influence piece where people are looking at you for something that authority, I find it's missing in the word content creator. So no, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Like I feel like, cause like anybody can be a content creator, but not anybody can influence the opinion of other people yeah yeah or like sway someone to make a purchase or create or do that action like mm-hmm. that's that's what i find is missing yeah and do you remember the first time you ever got paid to make a post on your instagram i've been asked this question and i can't remember i feel like it was about i feel like it was maybe 30 dollars or 50 dollars but I, I wish I remembered. I need to go back in my stuff. That's a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have any advice for people that are just getting into the influencing game and like how they should go about landing their first brand deal? I think the first thing is you need to figure out like who you are, what you do, what your message is, what your niche is, and not really focus on like, I want to be an influencer when I grow up. That doesn't that's a hard goal to achieve you know like it's like what are you trying to do the outcome is that you might influence people when you're doing something when you're good at something when you have lots of information to share when you're teaching when you're giving value um but it it's like you know it's like i want to be popular i want to get an oscar but it's like what do you want to do to get the oscar that's the outcome um so i would say and i know that a lot of uh young people are going to want to do this as a career and that's great but it's like you know, learn a topic, become an expert, share your expertise. And then by default, you'll be, you'll be like an expert in that field. And then you can influence people and their decisions on that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, are you going to say something else? Yeah, I was just going to say, sometimes I, I'm like, I always, rem- I have to remind myself, I'm like, what am I doing? What am like, what is this? Um, and I, again, it's like, f- remember your why. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here because I like, to share my styling advice and I have a lovely group of like curvy women that I'm representing especially in the city and I'm like all right this is what I'm doing okay gotta bring fashion back in (laughs) you know or like I love beauty and I like to do everyday makeup looks so you know bring it back I like I live in Ottawa and I want to feature all the cool stuff in Ottawa so like bring it back Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's that will always get you to that destination that you're you're going yeah and then do you use your why to kind of help you decide what companies you're going to partner with and do collaborations with so that like consistent with your why so there's not random content that you're putting out I mean that's a great question I should do that I <laughs> I'm not that deep <laughs> <laughs> but I so I don't know if you you read my my blog post about the future predictions and a lot of it was like my plea to brands to actually accept um or just to to consider those asks from from influencers that want to work with you because that why is already answered. So for me, it's going to be easier to work with someone that I already believe in or something that I already buy, something that I already use. Um, but when I'm being asked to put something in into my life and if, if there's a weird like hesitation, I'm like, well, I don't use this or I wouldn't wear this or I can try to make it cool, but, th- but that's not really authentic. Like I... I can make it look cool, but do I want someone to go buy that, right? And so th- there's a lot of these questions um, that I'm asking myself. So if brands would just like kind of accept, um, it just it makes the thing so much easier, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it, you give you naturally give the people what what uh, what they're looking for, um, and then you're using it a lot more. It's always in your feed, so it's like it's a no brainer. Yeah. And so when a company comes to you, like what's your process for accepting them and then for implementing it into your feed easily and like without, like I don't want to say organically because it's not organic content, but yeah. implementing it into your feed. So the first thing I always make sure is that you can buy it in Canada because <laughs> there's no point in me posting something if you can't even buy it in Canada. Um, if it's Canadian product, that's, that's even better. Um, and then of course, if it's, if it's like a plus size line or if it's a line that comes in extra large, that sort of thing, that's where the XL comes in mm-hmm. with mud exclusive. 
Um, so those are like a little bit of the factors or the criteria. And then of course, like, it's like, will I wear this or is it in my, like, is it my style? Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of like a no brainer, but, um, you know, I had a, one ask it's, it's happening now, so I won't mention the brand, but I'm like, this is pushing it. Like, I'm like, I can make this work, but at the end of the day, if someone was like, oh, do you shop here? I'd be like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, "Mm, I won't take this one. (laughs) And then, so when it comes to sponsored content, do you ever do it for exchange of posts or do you always make sure you're charging money in exchange for the work you're doing? So I like to look at them as assignments. And so sometimes PR brands will, or PR companies will send you product and it's like, it's fair game whether you post or not. If you post, then good for them. They got free exposure kind of thing. Um, but then when it's like an ask and an assignment and they're like, here's something we want you to post, bing, bing, bing. Then I'm like, okay, you're opening the door for me to like, uh, to offer either like my media kit or to ask, what is this campaign? Do you have budget? And then I like to kind of create a little custom package based on their budget, based on, uh, like I was saying before, how badly do I want this product? There's so many different factors um, that kind of encompass it all. And it's also, I mean, I have a rate card, but are these prices that uh, small businesses can afford or, you know, local brands versus like big brands, that sort of thing. So there's so many different factors to consider. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your media kit. And I think that's really important. I've noticed that as like a trend among like the successful people on social media. So what, what do you have in your media kit? So I have like an about me, I have about my blog, Um, I've got stats on each of my channels, I have like demographics, Um, I've got, I just added new, a new section which is like things that perform well. So my stories perform well, my good makeup mornings, so it's like I'm showcasing to the brand like if you want to hire or if you want to buy advertising, these are the things that do really well, like consider these things. And then so I'm assuming you've worked with a ton of brands now over yeah. like your five, six year blogging yeah. career. So from your experience, what are some things that make a positive brand experience and what are some things that make it a negative one? So when there's too much control from the brand, like some direction is great, mm-hmm. uh, but when there's too much control, when there's like they're reviewing the content, reviewing stories, um, I understand that we have, I mean, we, I use disclaimers on everything. Um, I'm always open with, with that sort of thing. Um, and, and usually brands are, should be smart enough to say, like, make sure that you're disclosing that this is whatever use hashtag ad or, you know, make that disclosure clear. Um, so never work with a brand that's like, don't use this disclosure. That's always bad, bad, bad. Um, what else? Yeah. Creative freedom is, is a huge one. Some long-term partnerships actually make our lives easier, whether it's like creating the content ahead of time or like batch creating stuff or things that you can sprinkle like every month. So it's easier um, to not, I don't want to say sell the product, but to feature it. Like if you're, that that repetition helps. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like campaigns that are uh, tied to like, you'll you'll get a commission because I'm like, well, I'm just doing promotion. I can't be held responsible for sales. Sales is a bonus. And yes, some influencers can sell out a product, but that's because they're, they're an authority in that field. Of course, they're going to sell out. But I can still have uh, a lot of reach and promote items or whatever, promote stuff without necessarily like selling something out. So being held accountable for sales is always a, is a toughie. Yeah. And I once heard you talk about just back to the having to send content off for approval. Right. I think it was might have been on another, another podcast you were on where you were talking about that you had to send Instagram stories away for approval. Yes. That just seems like a crazy Very hard process. to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to do because like how are you supposed to if, – if I'm doing like good makeup morning, whatever, and then all of a sudden you see this like ad on my feed, it's so not genuine. It's hard to, to make fun content if you're like not – I don't know. I love stories because they're on the fly, but you make it work. So you could be in like one outfit and then all of a sudden you're in another and then you're going to be back at the first one. Like the order is just all messed up and uh, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to have fun with it. And it's just, it's hard to be organic. Like you're basically an ad and it kind of defeats the purpose, to be honest. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then so I did want to talk about the blog post that you put out recently, the your predictions for where influencer marketing is going. Yeah. If you want to pull up the article, you can. I've written yeah, some things okay. down. Some things yeah. that stood out to me on Test it. Test me. <laughs> so the one, like, I wrote down a couple different points, and then the one thing you talked about was authenticity was, like, a big theme throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, width, not depth. And that kind of played into what you're talking about longer-term partnerships with less brands and a bunch of short-term partnerships with a lot of brands. And I think that that, I agree. I yeah. just think that just makes more sense right to have someone like represent your brand more long term it almost ties into like a theory I actually tweeted this the other day where I think eventually another area where I think is going to go with brands might start grooming like their own influencers like almost if you look like not the gracing like barstool sports like a lot of people within that work for the company are becoming like influencers, influencers yeah. in the industry but they work for Barstool that Barstool handpicked and like groomed them into their own influencers yeah that's a smart strategy and that was kind of part what I think I shared one of the the ideas where you know um, charities need to hire influencers who have that extra reach you're hiring like mm. you know you have like a marketing agency within your employee it's such a great asset um, and I know, you know, Katie was on the show and she works for Mealshare and like, that's such a great model. Uh, like she's having a lot of success because she, as an employee of Mealshare can offer her like an extended reach and extended mm-hmm. arm to what she's doing. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. And I think in like that, that case, like they've implemented that really well. The only worry with something in that scenario is where the brand tries to take too much advantage of the fact that you're an employee with a big following. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if, if like if. If that was set out in the beginning, like mm-hmm. we will use, let's say, 20% of your time is dedicated to this charity on your platform. Like if you're paying the person a decent wage to do that, then it's then it's worth it. Yeah. But of course, yeah, not to take over the, the entire feed or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And to be honest, I'm putting it out there, world. I'd love to find that kind of gig where I can use, um, just blend my life together a little bit more. It's a lot easier I don't have to compartmentalize so much, but I'd love to work for an organization that valued that mm-hmm. and that I could use it um, to, you know, as content or whatever, but also like do my work and, and support the, the company. And actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, like Hair Republic is a local salon in the city and I'm their brand ambassador. And this is the second year that I'm that I'm their brand ambassador. And the program does so well because I offer 10 percent uh off for two hair appointments mention the code chancy <laughs> total plug here and and then uh, for spa services 20 percent off um but what we do is like we monitor that usage and it's it's just the perfect win-win my followers win because they get to they have a promotion mm-hmm. they get to save a bit of money um i win because it's it's a services that I'm going to have done already. I need my hair done for photos, that sort of thing. They win because it's advertising. Like that trifecta of everyone winning is, is what it constitutes like the perfect partnership, Mm -hmm. let's say. And it's long-term. I go in every, every month I'm always in there. So people are seeing it more and more. It's a, like the perfect advertising campaign. So that's where I'm thinking like that's the future. It has yeah. to be working less with less brands, just longer term. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of on that similar note, like with like you're providing value for your audience when you do a sponsored post. Yeah. But people also don't want to see just constant sponsored posts. So like no. what's the balance then between like your organic content and then your sponsored content? I mean like textbook is always like 80-20 rule. So for... For uh, for like whatever organic content and then one promotion and actually even like the other posts you're supposed to mix it up so a little content strategy for you you want to do like informational inspirational um, just like mix it up behind the scenes like different kind of stuff and then like you do your promotion another trend that you talked about in your blog post was companies moving more towards micro influencers yeah. Do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit, like why you think that's coming? So micro, I kind of put myself in the micro influencer category. I mean, there's no set uh, number, but it's essentially someone with a smaller following, but that has like a hyper focus on something like that has a niche. So my niche is, uh, you know, curvy plus size fashion. And it's also Ottawa, even Canada. I don't have uh, a lot of like international following. It's a very to me like it's a very clean account it's very hard to find those clean accounts um 
so because you're you're so focused it's almost like you can charge more because you know like well everyone here is interested in what you're um in what you're going to sell so the, the balance is that you're when you when you put yourself into a niche then you're kind of maxed out sometimes right so it's like how do you monetize more or like how do you grow out of this niche or how do you expand or that kind of thing so and just on that point of like being a clean account i yeah. heard you once say that like sometimes you have to remind like you have to not remind yourself you have to make sure you're always being pc not to upset brands yeah you know what i mean like yeah you don't want to say the wrong thing that a brand sees that and they go oh we don't want to work with you anymore yeah it's have... they call it like being brand positive or mm-hmm. pr positive uh, i don't go out and bash people for <laughs> no course. reason yeah. although some people that's that's their alma mater they like to do that mm-hmm. um i definitely want to make it clear sometimes like if something isn't good i'm like i don't recommend this product or what i'll do is i'll say you know, it didn't work for me because, or it would work for someone who has ABC. So it's like, I'm giving it a chance, but I'm not going out and saying, like, you'll know when I'm saying I love this versus I'm like, eh, this was okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I often don't go out and bash. I did one bashing (laughs) of a local restaurant. Yeah. Did it it go over well? Um, I, what was like on Facebook, they contacted me. And I was like, you know, as a matter of fact, this has happened and ding, ding, ding. But I would never go out and I know I don't want to ruin someone's business. Mm-hmm. And I know, especially in, in, in a small town or like or in a small city, um, it's it's, you know, the world is small. People know each other. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't my intent. <laughs> it wasn't like to shut them down or whatever. But mm-hmm. anyways, I voiced my opinion. It was heard. And that was that. Yeah. <laughs> and with like everybody knowing each other in this small city, what's like the blogging community like in Ottawa? Because I was like, I'll be following one person and then I'll check their story. I'm like, oh, hey, I followed this person too. Like, I feel like it's such a small but tight knit community here. Uh, yeah, it is like a little world, um, especially when you go to events, you always see the same people and then they become your friends. And then now you've got this little group of people that do the same thing as you. So it's not weird if you're all at a table taking photos of your food and like we all understand each other. Um, and it's nice to have like familiar faces when you're going to different events. And and for that reason, you can go alone if you don't have your 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 buddy or you know like mm-hmm. your wingman kind of thing and you're like well i'm gonna know someone out there anyway so no big deal if you go by yourself yeah are there a lot of events where you notice a lot of other bloggers uh yeah absolutely especially when uh there's a local um pr company called black book they mm-hmm. do a lot of local events and restaurant openings hotel mall events that kind of thing and it's you end up seeing like a lot of the same faces and it's it's nice, like you get to, you basically know everybody there and you're yeah. like, hey, how's it going? Catch up here and there. And um, it's just, it's really social time, you know? <laughs> Is there ever like any drama? Uh, there's always drama wherever you are. You know, put a group of photographers together and like, I bet none of them get along kind of thing. You know, it's, it's hard because it's a little, it's a competitive industry. You know, creative industries tend to be really competitive. Everyone's comparing their work and... Um, but at the you know for me my thing is like this is this is work for me i'm a professional i don't want to cause anything and i'm i'm just trying to have like professional relationships with people and you don't have to be everybody's best friend mm-hmm. um but uh yeah the drama is is less these days which is good like everyone's kind of like pick their lane and just you know head down and doing your work kind of thing mm-hmm. and just back to the the influencer trends yeah one other thing you talked about which is something like i keep i keep kind of like preaching it but i need to listen to my own advice okay and that's diversification okay and like you kind of talked about earlier so what are like all the platforms that you're diversifying on right now um so you know blog is number one right now i'm tr- well i'm trying to not let the blog down um because like as i don't know if you remember instagram shut down like a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago we all died <laughs> so you know, I was like, oh my God, thank God I have my blog here. Nobody, you know, I, I could still keep going and, and I wouldn't be affected by it. Um, and actually, actually, it was the day that I released that blog post because okay. I was like going to promote it on Instagram. I'm like, Instagram's dead. What's going on? <laughs> um, so I, do, you know, have my blog. I'm trying to grow a newsletter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have like a new newsletter that I'm creating 
bit.ly slash Nancy. <laughs> I'm good at the promo. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so on that newsletter, I'm going to share more of like my marketing tips because I didn't want to blend it all into the fashion and beauty stuff because it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the marketing one, that's where I can uh, promote my workshops or my one-on-one Instagram sessions, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, like I'm branching out, doing a little bit more of my email marketing stuff. Um, Pinterest is an interesting one. It drives mm-hmm. some traffic to the blog. I use it to promote my YouTube videos as well. Okay. YouTube is one that I'm I'm currently growing. I have a little viral video going right now on Glossier Play. It's awesome. a beauty brand. I did a review and I was out there like one of the first videos, so people are finding it now and so it's good. It's good for the channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you've also got Facebook and Twitter as well, right? Yeah, which I have no strategy like Twitter just copies what goes on Instagram. Instagram is also copied onto Facebook. Um, I have a lot of people on my Facebook account because of all that networking mm-hmm. I was mentioning. Um, so I do have like a decent amount of traffic that comes like for the blog that they're coming from Facebook. Okay. So I always keep my Facebook um, alive. And Twitter is where I go to engage, to engage with other people's content when they have rants and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Always respond with a GIF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you just, you know, bitch about Instagram <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> where I'm really curious though is like with the blog and with your newsletter. So with the blog, like is it still like as popular as it was couple years ago or is like have you noticed blogging starting to kind of taper off a little bit i have traffic because a lot of my posts are seo optimized Mm -hmm. so actually i have a glossier post that i did a couple years back that still generates lots of traffic and people use the promo code and i get free glossier dollars buy the products create a video it's like the nicest little (laughs) funnel um but it's yeah it's all seo uh, because of SEO, I have a, a couple like kind of viral posts or whatever with product reviews. Like people are coming, so it's where people are coming to the to the blog. Um, but the the key with anything is just you got to keep creating content. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, if I look at the number of posts, I used to do like one b- blog post every week, and there were some weeks where I was doing it every day, and like nothing like Google Juice. Like they love extra content, new content, fresh fresh website um so that's the key even with instagram you got to post you got to keep showing up youtube Mm -hmm. same thing you got to keep doing it because if someone finds you and you only have three videos two blog posts they're like oh lame they just started you know if you want to keep people if you want to get people to put the follow button or the subscribe button like you have to show them yeah i've been here for a while you just haven't found me yet Mm -hmm. so that's like the mentality keep going and that's what I have to keep telling myself like you're talking about taking your own advice is the YouTube I'm like so obsessed I'm like gotta hit that thousand subscriber mm-hmm. but I'm at like 521 right now counting every single one but I'm like don't look at the number just keep pumping up the videos as once they find you I have almost a hundred videos they can watch and yeah. that's good for YouTube you know yeah no definitely and what about your newsletter like how have you found trying to grow that uh, I have a pop-up, <laughs> spammy pop-up okay. on my blog. <laughs> that works. Um, I don't. I don't have a strategy right now. It's mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh, I could throw in a newsletter. I haven't talked to these guys in a while. I don't want it to be spammy, um, so I, I try to save it. Like maybe once a season. That seems to be the the cadence. That's definitely not enough to like make an impact. Um, but I was saying I just went to a conference uh, the social school yesterday and I did a talk on Instagram I did this Instagram session um, but then there was a, an email marketing one and I was like ooh gotta do this <laughs> yeah and I actually wanted to talk to you about your workshops and your speaking and stuff so like is it primarily Instagram focused when you're giving a talk yeah it's an Instagram strategy workshop and it's mostly based on creating a content strategy because the biggest question is like I don't know what to post on Instagram what do I post I have nothing to say um, and people don't realize it's like well you need to put out a content strategy think about your categories or your buckets of information and then just figure out what are the different combinations of content that you can create mm-hmm. um, and it's just getting people to think in a structured way similar to what when I did my course I was like oh <laughs> that's what you do like giving it some order because there's no instagram school unless you get invited to their 
the, to their head office. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're just kind of learning from each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're giving these talks, or some of the stuff you're talking about really basic and you're surprised that some people don't know some things that like you would think is like something that's so normal and just like Instagram 101, but people don't realize. Like that's something I'm slowly starting to figure out. Like I feel like sometimes like, oh, I, I don't know what to talk about because I feel like everybody knows this. Yeah, never take it for granted that people know the things that you do every day. Mm-hmm. Like, we are in this all day. Every day we're in social, marketing, you know, it's it's natural. But I would, it's like, would you, I'm not I'm not into investments. I don't know very much about investments. So I would never want my, my investor person to be like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you never take advantage, um, never take that for granted. And I, and I, and I know that like doing the classes, mm-hmm. I, there's someone that doesn't know how to post a picture versus someone that's like, talk to me about live or IGTV or, you know, so there's all kinds of people in your crowd that I think the, the hardest thing is to balance the presentation. So everyone gets something out of it. Mm-hmm. And so how often are you doing these talks? Um, the talks will happen kind of ad hoc here and there. Um, I would say maybe three, four times a year. Okay. I do, uh, some talks at the, uh, at Ottawa U I did like the marketing class, mm-hmm. uh, had me as a guest speaker. I've done a couple classes at Algonquin college this year. And it's, it's not always like in, it could be influencer marketing. It could be Instagram. It could be just a little bit of everything in that industry. Um, and yeah, and then I did social school. So the, it, my workshop, the Instagram workshops, I host uh, maybe twice a year. And then now people are booking them one-on-one, which oh, is what cool. I'm like really focused on. It's so much more valuable for the person. Like we really get into the details. I can give concrete examples. I feel like they come out with it with a little bit more clarity than if I'm giving just like random examples and they have to come up with with that example for their like make it work for their own uh, business mm-hmm. it's just a lot easier to do the one-on-ones yeah and then on top of all that you have a full-time job as well right I certainly do because <laughs> lipstick and clothes don't pay the bills yeah. <laughs> yeah I I mean I love my I love my day job I'm a strategic communications um, partner we call them um, and it's like a smart job. It's, you know, I have a science degree. I, you know, I have like my smart brain and I have like my girly brain <laughs> that fulfills my smart brain. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I mean, I'm still learning there and like, it's, it's a job. It's just the outcome or the, like the end result is like, I don't know, rainbows and butterflies. Like it's just really pretty. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. And do you do a lot of work with data and stuff like going over your numbers and all the time? I look at them not obsessively, more like to learn or to figure out, like to get the pulse on something. Like, okay, this is doing well. What what happened here? You know, the worst is when you're getting hired to do something and it doesn't perform well, and you're like, gosh, like I, you know, I thought the photo was good, or did I post it at the wrong time? But to be honest, I don't stress about these things. And if anything, like you can go back to the brand and say, look, this didn't perform as it normally would. I'll do this, this, this. Uh, you know just to kind of compensate for it and truly if you love what what you're posting it's going to show up again on your feed somehow um but yeah i think it's really important to not be obsessed about the numbers um and but use it as a learning opportunity and just to be like can i learn from this or you know can i do something better that kind of thing mm-hmm. so what's next i know you're working on a book oh yes I, I just like I need to lock myself in my in a room and just focus on it but to be honest what the book is about is still something I'm going through mm-hmm. so I'm like I gotta like solve this then it's gonna be content for the book um, but yeah I, I it's it's funny like it's gonna be a funny book because I consider myself a comedian <laughs> maybe not. I laugh at my own jokes like I'm the person that laughs the most at my own jokes <laughs> Um, so anyways, I want to like share a bit of comedy in, in this book, but so what's next? I would love to take my Instagram course and put it online. I just haven't, again, I need to lock myself in another room and like record the videos that support the presentation and just pop it up online. Um, yeah, I'd like to like create this like a flow of like residual income on the side so that, you know, if I decide to leave my job or whatever, I've got that cushion or just 
that mm-hmm. engine that's kind of working on the backside. Yeah. So like the long-term goal, almost like make influencing your full-time job. Um, I don't know. Lately I've been thinking like, I, maybe it's more like me starting a PR company or something where I'm helping other people mm-hmm. implement what I've learned. Um, Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, am I still going to be interesting from in like five years? Are people going to care about me? <laughs> Are they going to be tired of me? Because I'm, I'm going back to some of the people that I follow now, like some YouTubers or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored of you. Like, it's always the same thing. Like, you got to change it up. Or mm-hmm. um, So sometimes I wonder, like, do people think that of me? And are they wanting me to move in a different direction? Or are they, is it like creature of habit and they like what I'm doing? So, And I'm also evolving as an individual, like... Maybe I don't want to do this anymore, but I just feel like I see so many opportunities for businesses and I'm like, God, you got to invest in a like good social media person or a good Instagram strategy, mm-hmm. good photos. Like I can take really great photos now and I'm like, I can do this for somebody else. Um, it's just a matter of finding that person. If that person is you, <laughs> <laughs> turning it yeah. into an ad, <laughs> please contact me. I'm just here. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. You you have like you have your podcast voice, but then you have your ad read voice. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget to contact me. (laughs) Actually, about that, sometimes I find um, if I'm either doing a story or a video, and I have like a script, I'm like I I like have like a a fake real voice Mm -hmm. where I'm like, hey guys, it's just not authentic, and then I'm like. slap myself and then I'm like no just be normal just be real just talk and then the video is so much better when I'm actually just myself it's really funny but I have like there's a real real me and there's like a real me and then there's like a me (laughs) different layers (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I get a little what I what do I call it like just a little bitchy on probably time of the month and then I get like I just start just ranting and it's always like on a Saturday morning. I'm like, sorry guys, but I have a couple things I need to get off my chest. People love it. They're like, yes, you're a real person. Mm-hmm. We totally love this. So it's cool. Yeah. Is there any other like long, long-term goals you're kind of going after? Hmm. Long, 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 long-term would be to have to buy an investment property. But yeah. that's nothing to do <laughs> with this. <laughs> Again, side money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's my goal. And to have enough money for retirement, that seems to be a huge thing on my mind right now. I'm like reading a lot of like money books and finance books and yeah. yeah. So out of everything that you kind of put out to the world, what do you hope people take away when they consume your content? I want them to have fun, to laugh. Like I don't want to be the only person laughing at my jokes. I want people to laugh too. <laughs> Just entertainment. It's there's also this like component of like become like let me inspire you to be a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and not like in a cheesy way, but in a like, you know, I did my makeup in five minutes. Like you can do something too. You can slap on some lipstick and mascara and that could be your best version of yourself today. Um yeah, like sometimes I feel like people aren't pushing themselves about enough and I kind of want to showcase that that it's not hard. You just, I mean, you have to be organized. Um, you, you have to not be lazy if you want to be the best person you can be in your <laughs> <laughs> Um, watch out because I might karaoke on this mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see a mic and I get my karaoke voice on. Uh, no, just, yeah, I want people to have fun and, and just to learn something and be a better version of themselves. Yeah. That's awesome. And before we wrap up, I want to do just like a quick Q and A, just like a random question that don't really fit in the regular conversation. Uh, the first one is what's a show that you're binging on Netflix right now? Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I do my Moira voice? Go ahead. I will know. David. Sorry, I think I cut you off. You can do it again. I just no, no, no. She's like, I don't know. I just, I love her like fake voice, and they always, they always like refer to her. They're like, oh, this lady with an unrecognizable accent. (laughs) It like doesn't sound British, but anyways, it's so good, so good. Love it. What's your favorite app that's not Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Oh my god, let me see. Let me see. Oh, you know what? Google Drive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Google Drive is where I do all my biz. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my business is digital, and uh, love me, Google Drive. 
who are some creators that you follow that you think other people should go and check out? Oh my gosh. Let me see who's on my like first bubble because I can't think right now. Um, who they're not following. Oh, this is a hard one. I mean, I follow so many local people. Mm -hmm. um, oh God. You know what? I have this, okay, this one curvy vlogger. Um, Alex Michael May. She is so cool. She makes everyone, like, she's like the epitome of, like, cool fashion curvy girl. Mm -hmm. She lives in California. Cool. So she always has, like, really great style and really great photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Next question is, what are some podcasts that you listen to, if you listen to any? Uh, well, I think you referred to my episode from You Might Not Like It, which mm -hmm. I'm currently obsessed with. Love you, Laura. Um, I also like, or love, I should say, Mindful Mostly. It's actually kind of like a similar-ish like vibe. Uh, but yeah, lots of like entertainment, you're learning, you're laughing. Like it's, I listen to podcasts like every morning. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing audiobooks. Yeah. That's that's what I listen to every day. So you said you were obsessed with that podcast, but this is the question I stole from. I don't know if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk at all. Yeah, I do. Sometimes, like here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this is the question I stole from him. It's what are you obsessed with? And it's not from a high level. It's from like a very specific. Teeny tiny level? Yeah, like oh, I got these new slippers and they're so comfy. I love my new slippers or something that Ooh, you're just obsessed like with. Like micro. Um, Maybe it is I mean, podcast. like all my makeup. That's how I okay. feel about all of my makeup and all my skincare. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I could share this, or I can hoard it and use it all myself when I until I'm like 200 years old because I have way too much of it. Yeah. But yeah, and my shoes. Okay. I have a lot of shoes, mm -hmm. like heels specifically. Yeah. What are three things on your bucket list? Um, so we are celebrating our 10 year anniversary in August. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and it's always been on my bucket list to go to Italy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make that happen. Got to make that happen. Uh, the um, investment property, mm -hmm. I, I was saying, is on my bucket list. And I should just probably officially put it on there. My bucket list, the last item would be to like leave my job and, and be solopreneur and mm -hmm. like kick ace at it. Yeah, that's awesome. So this next question, you're going to dinner. And you take three people. It can be anybody from any time. They can be dead or alive. Oh, my God. Who are the three people that you would take to dinner? Definitely these people have to make me laugh. For sure. Um, oh, my God. I don't know. I'm, like, the worst at these. Because I love everything. And it's really hard mm -hmm. to, like, to pinpoint it. But I don't know. It's got to be maybe some... I love, like, female comedians. Those are my my favorite and I know that I'm going to regret my response and where I'm when I'm listening to this I'm going to be like this is what you should have said yeah. <laughs> um oh my god I don't know I'll go with like Mindy Kaling okay she's hilarious um maybe like Amy Poehler and uh Amy Schumer yeah not a bad group that'd be funny <laughs> that'd be funny and then me as the fourth hilarious woman there you go <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Best advice? Ugh. Like, as a person who's constantly reading, like, self-help stuff and improvement stuff, um, I don't know, man. What's the best advice? You know what? This is not my... It wasn't my advice given to me, but it was, like, my my cousin Julie... Her mom always said, like, you can't take words back. And uh, I don't know. That always kind of, like, stuck stuck with me. Like, when you say something, it's hard to take it back. So mm -hmm. just be mindful. What's one thing about you people wouldn't expect? That I have a biochem degree. Okay. And I was going to go to med school. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the good grades in, in uh, organic chem, which, like, brought my average down. And I was like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> so ditch that but I have a good healthcare background like I opened two clinics in Ottawa wow. I used to manage them uh, and now I work for a healthcare association mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. What's one thing that's so important everybody needs to know? Hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I hope so. I'm asking. <laughs> it's not like a classroom setting. Um, everyone has deep, dark secrets. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has suffered something. So, you know, never, um, like your pain is not bigger than someone else's pain. It's the biggest pain you've experienced on your own, like for your own self. So, yeah, there's been a lot of like things, discoveries in the last couple of years that I'm learning about. And um, yeah, like everyone has their own version of their pain. And it's like your pain isn't bigger. You don't have to put it on a scale or measure up. It's just... Um, be mindful of that and just because you don't know about their pain don't like don't assume it or don't like yeah like don't measure your your pain against theirs mm-hmm. everyone has a deep dark secret you should start digging digging them up <laughs> <laughs> there's the a podcast for you <laughs> yeah. um, the final question I kind of like to flip the script a little bit mm-hmm. what's one question that you like would want to know the answer to about anything How do I cure my endometriosis? <laughs> there you go. That's very fair. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I want to kind of give you the floor, plug everything you got right now. Thank you. It was very nice to meet you. Very nice chatting with you. Um, my, If you want to connect with me, at Shancy on Instagram is the easiest. That's C-H-A-N-T-S-Y. Uh, on my blog, Mud Exclusive, uh, just click on the link on Instagram and like everything is there. Or just pop uh, google.com and you can search for Shancy and I'll be all over the place (laughs) that's awesome I want to thank you once again for coming on the podcast thanks and I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode whether you've listened the entire way through or you've only listened to bits and pieces I really appreciate you taking time to check this out do me a favor go and follow Shancy on Instagram I'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes down below you can follow her on Twitter Instagram Facebook check out her blog it'll all be down there so go and check her out and if you'd like to follow me you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at the Jacob Kelly and if you'd like to follow the podcast we're on Instagram at at my social pod and if you want to see some clips on YouTube you can just search up my social life and we'll be right there thank you once again for listening everybody We'll talk soon.